Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself, while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women, or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host, Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach, and the founder of agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Shayla Quinn is an actress and musician turned yogi and living proof that you can rise up from anything and design the life of your dreams. She's a yoga teacher and creator of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast and program. She has over 47,000 followers on Instagram where she inspires and empowers her followers to find their flow. Shayla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. I am so excited to have you. So I would love to start with hearing a little bit about your career journey so far. So I would love to hear how you sort of went from aspiring actress and a musician to now the yoga extraordinaire you are today. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a dark story, if I'm going to be honest. I moved to LA from Orange County when I was 19 to pursue acting and music and we were off to a good start. We've talked about this before, but I'm a perfectionist. And so I feel like even though it's not the healthiest, it can be good in some aspects because when you're driven and you're on it, you make things happen. So things were going well. And then I was so routine driven and hardworking and I started to feel like I kind of wanted to just let loose and have fun and not be so responsible. And so I met a guy and he was a mess and I inadvertently became a mess and my whole life became a mess. And to put it lightly, the relationship was abusive and toxic and I fell into a really deep depression and I stopped going to auditions and I lost my agents and managers and my whole life became completely chaotic and really dark and it was really bad. And so how I got to where I am now, it really came from me hitting my absolute rock bottom. And when I was 19, when I first moved to LA, I had a friend that took me to a yoga class. And so I had a yoga practice and I really enjoyed yoga, but it wasn't something that I really focused on. But every time things would go wrong, which was often in that relationship, I would go back to yoga to kind of seek out some clarity, some relief. And so when things got really, really bad in my life, let's say I was doing bottle service. So I was working in a nightclub from 9 p.m. until 4 a.m. I was in a toxic and abusive relationship. And the relationship was physically abusive, mentally, emotionally, all of the things. And it was just a toxic way of living and I didn't feel good and I was depressed. I was even suicidal and I was broke and I was unhappy and miserable and it was really, really bad. So I hit my ultimate, ultimate rock bottom and realized that I had two choices to continue on in this way, which would lead to either me taking my own life or him killing me in a really 
crazy fight. I know that sounds really heavy, but it's the way that it was. Or my other option was to get out and do something different and save myself. And I, in, in, in an instant, realized I don't want to die. <laughs> I can't live like this. This is not living. And I have to do something about it. And so I just had this intuitive download where I was like, you got to run. You have to get out of this. And I packed up my apartment in one day, threw everything in storage, surfed on friends' couches, rented rooms because I knew I couldn't live on my own because I kept letting him back into my life. And I decided to start a blog called Namaste, which truly was just a creative outlet. I wanted to keep myself busy. So I was working nights at the nightclub and then I got a job as a retail associate at Aloe Yoga, which I don't know if you know what Aloe yes, Yoga is, yes. but here, okay, cool. Yeah. You're in LA. It's a big yoga brand and they had opened their first flagship store. So I was just immersing myself in yoga and sharing about yoga on the internet and working in a yoga store during the day and just doing whatever I could to save myself from this relationship that I desperately needed to get away from. And so over time, my online presence just expanded and evolved. And what started out as a passion project really became now five years later, my full-time career. Um, and so that's just a little tidbit, you know, it's kind of an interesting to think back on it because it really did unfold so organically. And it really did come from a place of me seeking joy again in life and seeking passion and healing yeah that's such an amazing story and obviously one filled with a lot of adversity as well but you know i think sometimes it does take people reaching rock bottom to to find their thing that you know that they're so passionate about and that fills them with joy and i can't even imagine that in a strength it must have taken to pull yourself out of that situation at such a young age, like hats off to you. That's incredible. And in a way it sounds like yoga kind of saved your Thank life. You. Like, is there yeah. anything else that sort of helped you, I guess, pull yourself out of that tough situation? Like how was it mainly yoga that really gave you that was that sort of that life raft for you that helped you yeah, get out of such a tough situation? Yeah, I think it definitely was yoga because, but it's not, it's not just about yoga, right? It's about connecting with myself and it's about getting past my limiting beliefs. And it's about believing that I'm worth more and you don't have to go through a terrible situation like I did to up level your life in some way, you know, like this career that I have for myself now started out as my blog, Namaste, but now it's a podcast. And now it's my 12 week program, the yoga inspired life program, where I teach people to move through my six point method of self-discovery. It's like, what brings you joy? What lights you up? Getting past that idea that life is meant to be difficult. You know, like for so long, I held on to this idea that, okay, my life is difficult. I will always be broke. I'll always be unhappy. I'll always have drama. I'm not worth more. I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's the truth. I really believed because of things that happened in my childhood that that's what I was worth. And so the thing that really got me 
to the next level of my life was believing in something more and like pushing past those limitations. And yoga really was the vehicle for me because it gave me an opportunity to slow down and to find acceptance for where I'm at. You know, people oftentimes come into a yoga class and they think it's all about the shapes and poses. And I'm like, it's not about the shapes and poses. It's about how you feel about yourself and the shapes and poses. It's about the transitions, right? It's in, in like on the surface level, okay, you're thinking, all right, upward facing dog, the downward facing dog. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's about the in-between moments of life. How do you handle yourself from this point to that point? You know, how do you deal with challenges coming into a yoga class with an injury? Are you beating yourself up the whole time because you can't do the poses the way that you think you should be doing the poses? Or are you just simply coming onto your mat with gratitude for where you're at? And I think the practice really gave me tools and an opportunity to find acceptance, cultivate self-love and gratitude, push past my limits, learn how um, expansive I really am and abundant I really am. And I really translated those things that I was learning and cultivating on my mat into my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, everyone's vehicle to, I guess, figuring out who they are and connecting with their true passion, you know, is probably going to be different. It might not be yoga for everyone, but I think Mm -hmm. it's so inspiring to hear about how, you know, that, that one thing, I guess, opened a whole new journey for you. And through going through this, did you realize that I guess the acting thing wasn't really what you wanted or you were just sort of more interested? You just kind of ended up going down a different path with it. Yeah. Well, I think that I thought that I wanted to act and perform, but what I really wanted to do was to use my voice in a way that reached a lot of people. And I wanted to I guess what I'm doing now in a way is entertaining, but it's not just entertainment, right? Like I want to help other people. I want to add value. And so on the surface level, like, yeah, acting and performing was something that I loved and still love. But what I realized was I don't want to act and pretend to be somebody else. I want to show up as my true authentic self and connect with lots of people, you know? So it's funny because I also enjoyed and had my own business prior to um, getting into bottle service, I was a nanny. And so I really enjoyed nannying. And then later on, I realized, well, it wasn't really nannying that I loved. I loved being able to bring out my child, inner child, you know, and be playful. And I loved making my own schedule. And I also was, you know, into music. And what I really wanted to do wasn't necessarily sing, but I wanted to use my voice in a powerful way and share my emotions and move people on a deeper level. And so what I'm doing now really isn't that far off from acting in music and performing. It's just in a way more authentic, fulfilling, inspired and intentional way that fills me up. Yeah, I love that. And sometimes it takes, I guess, hindsight and looking back at all the different things that you've done to realize how it all connects to like who you truly are and like what you want out of life. So I love that that's so apparent in your journey. And how long ago has, uh, did you start your blog and what were the first steps involved in doing that? Like, how did the idea come to you? 
I literally woke up in the middle of the night one night, texted my mom and I was like, I'm going to start a blog. I don't know. I always loved writing and I actually started my blog originally in 2011. This was wow. before there were influencers, before oh, there were geez, bloggers, <laughs> before it was like a really big thing. Yeah. Well, but, but what's funny is that I started it on Blogspot. It was like this dinky little blog and I never did anything with it because I didn't see anybody else doing it. And I was still in this mindset where I was really looking for validation from other people. What's everyone else doing? I was really out of touch with myself and, and, um, feeling bold to be authentic. So I didn't do anything with it. So in March of 2016 is when I really officially started Namaste. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I'm going to block, like I'm going to restart that. And it really came from the need of wanting to find joy and passion in my life, needing to find a purpose, right? Like I was in this super toxic job environment, insanely dangerous and toxic relationship. I felt like I had no purpose. I would wake up every day unhappy and depressed and just empty, honestly. So Namaste was an opportunity for me to just follow my bliss. This is something I teach in my program, but like just going to the things that bring you joy, not worrying about whether they make you money, not worrying about whether they fit into a box of what other people think is successful or worthy of a career or whatever. It just simply was okay, what makes me happy? Yoga. Okay, great. Let's write about yoga. Let's write about plant-based recipes. Let's just do things that make me feel good because I don't know what else to do, you know? So I started, restarted my blog and didn't really know what I was doing. There wasn't really a blueprint, but there were some books on Amazon. And I remember in the middle of the night, getting on Amazon, ordering like all the blogging books I could find, reading them cover to cover figuring out how to build my own blog because I didn't have any money to like pay a designer. And within 24 hours, I remember texting my mom again and being like, okay, here's the link to my blog. And she was like, already? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm very much like that. Like once I decide on something, I'm like, let's get it done. You know, I'm very passionate about things. And so it kind of started out, the blog started out like that. And then my Instagram, I just, wasn't really super active on it in a, in a personal way, but I decided to just kind of rebrand my Instagram. And as far as my branding goes, people are always like, Oh, it's so branded. It's all pink. And it's all this. It literally is just what I like. I'm like, what's my favorite color? Pink. What things do I want to talk about? Yoga, plant-based people are always like niche down. And it's like, I don't want to, I just want to talk about the things that bring me joy. And so I think that that has been something that's made this, um, career unfold and, and evolve so organically. And it's been, it's not been easy, but it's been easy and fluid for me to continue it because it's simply just an extension of me. Yeah. And you're following your joy and what, you know, what you like and what makes you happy. I think people can overthink it a bit, Um, And I think it's, you know, we're kind of overexposed to like business and marketing advice. Now it's great that there's so much free education out there, but it can be easy, like easy to lose sight of what you actually want. And like, you know, there's so much conflicting advice, like niche down. And then it's like, no, have like lots of passive income streams and like, just do one thing and don't, I think it's really important to like, 
first of all, stay connected to our why, like why am I actually doing this and for Mm -hmm. it to feel fun. And I think people can definitely overthink it. Totally. And I've gotten into that trap. You know, there was a midway point between starting and where I'm at now, where I got really caught up in what everyone else is doing. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing that. But the best things and the biggest shifts in my career have come from me literally coming back to me, not worrying so much about what other people are going to think and just really creating and showing up authentically. And like, Namaste is where it started my blog, but it's now expanded into this whole other thing, which I've named the yoga inspired life. And that really came from, uh, again, coming back to me at my core authentically. I had spent a month in Bali in 2019. And while I was there, I was really feeling burnt out in my content creating and teaching yoga. And I was like, I just feel like I need to be doing something more And when I was in Bali, I had this moment where I was like, you need to be talking about what you know. You don't need to be doing what Gary Vee is telling you to do, although we could take a little bit of what he's saying, but you're not Gary Vee. You're not so-and-so. You're Shayla Quinn. And you got to talk about what you know. And you have to trust that other people are going to, the right other people are going to relate to and resonate with what you're sharing. And so while I was in Bali, I realized I need to talk about how I changed my life around, how I went from depressed to inspired and fulfilled, how I created my business and how I created this abundant, inspired, intentional life. And so the yoga inspired life started out as my 12 week self-discovery program where I teach people the same method that I used to get to where I'm at now. And then just last year, I realized I want to be expanding on these topics more and more frequently. And so the podcast was born from that. But again, it started out from who am I? Why am I showing up? What brings me joy? And staying, sticking to that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And did you experience any, I guess, initial fear with sharing your story and sharing your truth and like, what people might think because obviously you did have quite a tough journey so yeah how did you overcome any fear of I guess what other people might think or you know even being worried about you absolutely oh my gosh I was so scared to share about who I was and what I was doing and it really was a process of peeling back the layers if I'm going to be honest I mean I started out yes, sharing about things I was passionate about, but I really didn't open up about my toxic job or my toxic relationship or all these really dark sides of me because I was really scared that if people knew the real me, would they still accept me? And that really comes back to the lack of self-worth, the fear of showing up authentically. And that's been something that I still have to work on to this day. But in an effort to continue to show up for myself. I knew each time that I peeled back a layer that that was me really honoring myself, right? And like getting even deeper to who I am at my core and knowing that everybody has their shit has been really helpful, right? Right? Like getting away from that idea of needing to be perfect, which doesn't exist, was helpful to know that like, Also, I feel like myself as a consumer, I'm like, I don't want perfect because I can't relate to that. 
So remembering that and being like, I think that people will really appreciate my authenticity and honesty allowed me to show more of myself. And I think that it gets easier the more you do it, right? It's really liberating to just be like, here I am. This is who I am. And I also think though, for me, there was a point in the beginning when I started and I would show up at my bottle service job, which, which was just like worlds apart from what I was trying to do and what I was doing. And people would come in and be like, cool blog post on green juices. And I'm like, (laughs) thank you. And you know, and you just have to like put your blinders on and not worry about what anybody else is thinking. And you know, what's funny is that two years after starting my blog, those same people who were kind of like giving me little like backhanded compliments slash kind of trying to make fun of me, they were DMing me on my Instagram, telling me how inspired they were by what I'm sharing, how I do this. (laughs) Oh, I have this new thing I'm working on. Can you post about it? And it's like, you, you guys, we just have to remember that like, when people are not supportive or they're not offering kind or even constructive criticism, it's about them. It is about their insecurities, you know? And so I've had to put my blinders on, remind myself that when people say things that are, you know, unkind or not supportive, it's about them. It's not about me. And also you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, you know? Exactly. And that's okay. Like you don't want to be, Yes, it's more important that you connect to the people who actually really need to hear your message than, you know, trying to be a watered down version of yourself so you can please everybody. Like that's, that's not going to help anyone. You're going to get so burnt out trying to please everyone. And also you're just going to end up attracting people who are not aligned with you. It's what I realized. I'm like people that come to my page, they're going to see a ton of pink if they don't like pink, then they're not going to want to click follow and stay. And that's cool with me because that's what I like, you know? And I think that that's like, there's so much power in being your unique, authentic self and trusting that through consistency and time, you will attract the right people. And when you have a community of like-minded aligned people, it feels so freaking good. And it's easier and more fluid to sustain that way. Yeah. Do you have any advice to listeners in terms of how to find your true self or how to like peel back the layers of, you know, the beliefs that other people have put on you to, yeah, connect with, I guess, your authentic self? Like, what does that journey look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I talk a lot about this in my program, but I think that getting to the root of your limiting beliefs is probably one of the most powerful things that you can do. And I do that really in a few different ways. But one way that I really like to do that is to sit down with myself and get really honest and acknowledge those things that you, you think, but you don't really want to say out loud because it's a little uncomfortable. One being like, for example, I didn't go to college. I didn't get a college degree. So for a really long time, I thought that I held this limiting belief that I would never surpass a certain income or I would, wasn't worthy of a certain job because I didn't have a college degree or I wasn't smart enough. And I really held on to that. And I really pigeonholed myself and like kept myself in this little box. And I would accept less than because of that limiting belief. But when I sat down to really think about it and I wrote it out on paper, made 
it a little less scary, but I was also able to really ask myself, is this true? And I realized, no, it's not true. There's so many opportunities that I can create for myself and do that don't require a college degree. And I am smart and I am capable. And when I was able to really acknowledge that limiting belief, that's when the floodgates open for me. So I think that like journaling mindfully, getting really honest with yourself is really powerful. Uh, taking those limiting beliefs and making positive affirmative statements is super powerful. Knowledge is power, like getting clear about the things that are holding you back and then creating a plan, an action plan of how you're going to take steps to kind of combat that is super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said knowledge is power. Are there any, I guess, like books or resources or podcasts that kind of really kickstarted, I guess, your healing and self-development and um, yoga journey or even things that you're loving now that you're finding are really um, Yeah. Thing? I'm a total book nerd and a total mm -hmm. podcast nerd. Love so that. there's so many, but one that I read in the beginning of starting my blog that really just gave me a kick in the pants that I needed was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Everyone's been mentioning it. It's such a good book. It's such a good Life book. Changing. It really, I really did read it. And I was like, okay, let's do this. It felt like I had a buddy there being like, you can do this. So that's a great book. Her other book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, really helped me heal my money mindset. Um, so th those two books were super motivational for me. And I also think, let's see, what else? There's so many. I really love the podcast, Secular Buddhism. Yeah. It's a great podcast, mindfulness podcast. And um, what other podcasts do I like? Oh, there's just so many. I share book recs and podcast recs on my blog and my YouTube channel all okay, the time. We'll all have to check it out. <laughs> those two were super powerful for me in the beginning. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, and the four agreements. Sorry. The four agreements. Oh yeah. Is that like, um, Don yeah. Miguel Ruiz. Yes. So good. Yes. I think I screenshotted that recently. Cause I was like, I think it was like an infographic that had it. And I was like, wow, like I've never thought about things in this way. But like, if you leave it so by good. them, like I need to read the actual book. Cause I was like, I could see this being life changing. Like you, you it, would it totally um, save yourself so much heartache and, and turmoil yeah. by living by these agreements. Yeah. Amazing. I need to look into that. Um, and so a big theme on this podcast is starting before you feel ready and mm. hearing your story. It sounds like there's probably been quite a few times where you have started before you feel ready. It sounds like taking imperfect action is something that kind of comes a bit naturally, but are there any times that really stand out to you where you really put something out there before you felt ready? 100%. I mean, my whole blog journey beginning of my career, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I don't even think I, I there was no, like, I'm ready for this. For me, it was, it really was me putting my blinders on and just taking the leap and trusting that if it doesn't work or if I need to pivot, I will make a change and pivot. You know, I feel like also I'm coming from a different situation where I really didn't feel like I had much to lose. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot my shot and see what happens, you know? And I, that, that was actually a good thing because I didn't put too much pressure on it. I just knew that I needed and wanted to do things that brought me joy. 
but I am a huge believer in starting before you're ready because there is no such thing as ever really feeling ready. You're never going to feel fully ready. And I, I'm really into manifesting and mindfulness and meditation and all of that stuff. And I think that it's really important to remember that where there's a will, there's a way and what is meant for you will find you. And taking that leap, if you feel something in your heart and you feel really inspired to do something, that is not there for nothing. You have to listen to that and take the leap. Everything in life is impermanent. I know this sounds really morbid, but life is impermanent. And I like to keep that at the forefront of my mind because life is short. It goes by very quickly, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And I never want to look back and regret anything. So I think the thing that helps me start before I'm ready is remembering that life is impermanent and you got to just take the leap, take the risk. And I also like to come back to the idea of I've never not been okay. You know, I've always figured it out and I've always changed course and you'll never know unless you try. And I feel like oftentimes when you have that intuitive soul deep feeling to do something you're usually right you know yeah you gotta trust that intuition and i love the you know remembering that life is impermanent i find that help so helpful in terms of giving perspective and also just remembering that we are just like specks in the universe so like you know there's no decision that you can make that's gonna really (laughs) that you can't figure out basically because like yeah i think just keeping in touch with the bigger picture helps so much and switching gears a little bit. So I know you obviously do a lot. You're a yoga teacher. You are obviously, you create content. You're, um, you have your community. You're creating courses. So what does an average day look like for you? Um, and also, how do you structure your days so that you, you know, do get a lot done without burning out? Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to be very honest with you. Burnout and I, we're good friends. No. <laughs> um, Every day is different. And this is something that I really struggle with though, creating balance in my life, if I'm going to be completely real. And that is because I am so passionate and excited about what I'm doing. And I do work that is around all the things that I love and am obsessed with. So I do have a hard time setting boundaries and and cultivating balance. But typical day for me, it really varies. I have been in between recording podcast episodes, writing for my blog, creating content for my Instagram and my YouTube. And I have my program and then it's, I have collaborations with brands that I work with. And so I've tried to create a schedule for myself. That seems to be really helpful. And I know what days I have YouTube videos do and podcast episodes. And I try to stick things that are of similar nature on the same day. Like today I'm podcasting. Okay. I'm on zoom today. I've got my coaching call. I've got my podcast episodes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's something that I've recently been trying to implement. Um, but in all honesty, I'm still very much in the growth stage of my business. Although I feel like you could ask anyone at any stage and they'll say that, you know, there's always, (laughs) there's always growth. Yeah. Um, so the work never stops. You know, it's, it's not the most ideal and picturesque 
um, answer, but I feel like there's always something to be done. And luckily for me, I've tried to make the most out of our, the current climate of our world, you know, and being home a lot more. I'm not teaching in studio and I'm not teaching regular virtual classes. So I really had the opportunity to focus all my time and energy on my personal virtual offerings. And so it's, it's been fun. I mean, I've been working a lot, but sometimes I'm like, is it really working? Because I'm really loving what I'm doing, you know? And it doesn't feel like work, then it makes it so much easier. Yeah. But in a day I always do, I have two little dogs, Folly and Penny. And so they give me a good excuse to get outside and walk three times a day. So I, there are a few non-negotiables for me each day. I like to walk the girls three times a day and I go for about a mile each time. Good to keep my body moving. You know, I meditate in the morning. I have my little morning routine, my morning ritual. And then I usually do some admin work in the morning. And then I like to create in the late morning to afternoon. And then I try to stick my calls and zoom things later in the day when the light in my apartment is bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, um, every day is different though, you know, but I do try to stick to my wellness routine to continue to stay connected to the root of my why around my whole business, right? It's really important. It's hard. Sometimes I put the cart before the horse, but I try to yeah, switch it back. <laughs> I love that. And what advice would you give to people who are maybe wanting to get into like yoga or mindfulness or meditation, but don't know where to start or maybe feel a bit intimidated, you know, by, yeah, just not knowing where to start. Yeah. I know it can feel and seem really intimidating, but I think it's really important to first drop what you think it needs to look like. And that kind of comes back to that idea of perfectionism. You know, it's like your meditation practice doesn't have to be you sitting cross-legged in the forest with the birds (laughs) chirping in complete silence. That actually sounds really nice. (laughs) Sounds lovely, but it's not realistic, you know? So I'm like, as far as starting a mindfulness practice or yoga yoga and meditation practice, it's like simplify it make it work for you. Let it look like your own practice. So I always say, as far as meditation practice, like start with five minutes a day, you can do five minutes. And instead of creating this whole thing in your mind, sit up in bed, set a timer on your phone for five minutes and focus on your breath. doesn't have to be this whole thing. I think we build up in our minds, what we think it needs to look like or feel like, and it really isn't, doesn't need to be like that. So I'm all about starting small, starting, you know, a habit that is sustainable and authentic and unique to you. And as far as yoga, I have tons of free yoga flows on my YouTube channel, but like literally just get on your mat and move with your breath. It's more about your breath and it's more about the thoughts you're thinking and the words you're speaking to yourself than it is about the poses. And I'm all about, yeah, starting small and letting it letting yourself build a habit and start to feel the benefits. And then you'll, I guarantee you, you'll be hooked like me. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great advice. Awesome. And where can everybody find you online? Yeah, you can find me on 
Instagram at Shayla Quinn. My website is also shaylaquinn.com. And then my podcast is the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. But you can also head to my website, shaylaquinn.com, and find all of my social links. I think I'm Shayla Quinn on YouTube as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pop up the links in the show notes as well. Oh, so perfect. Thank you. you. Shayla, thank you so much for coming on and sharing you. your journey and all your wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure and lots of fun having you. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks for listening to the Girl in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review. You can also check us out over on agirlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girlinprogress. Can't wait to see you there.